Hey everyone, this is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. I have Trevor with me, and we're going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. We're going to give some reviews, and also there's going to be spoilers, so you've been warned. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. This is Amos for Just Being Amos Podcast. It's been a while. Uh, Today's guest is Trevor. What's up, Trevor? What's up? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Trevor, it's been a long time, man. It has been a long time. Yeah, Just really. Since you've done a podcast in general. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> it's a thing called life. <laughs> well, that's what happened. So today I decided to do a podcast, podcast about Thor Ragnarok. You know, that's the number one movie this past weekend. You made a gross $121 million dollars. Domestically, four hundred seventy some global. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, did, did really big in China. Oh, oh, really did big in China, huh? That's what I hear. Uh, I guess China, Chinese people like American movies, huh? Hollywood. Well, they like a lot of the action movies. That's why. Yeah. I, that's why you'll actually see a lot of movies where there's like, it may seem like a random scene or a random cameo where there's just like some Chinese star or something that just shows up. Or sometimes they'll just put them in the movie, but not in like the release we see here in the United States. Because yeah. it's it's a big Chinese star, so it's a draw for the Chinese audience to go see the movie in theaters. So yeah, they, Hollywood kind of plays that game sometimes. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. And they, you know why Transformers does, Transformers does so well overseas in China and Japan and all that, you know, robots and all that stuff. <laughs> well, the robots. But yeah. the main reason why a lot of action movies do pretty well overseas is because... Most of the time it's action, and you don't really need to understand what people are saying to understand the plot. Oh, you see the explosion. It's, it's just like a lot, of, yeah, a lot of explosions <laughs> and fights and stuff like that, and so anybody can enjoy that. Yeah, that's, that's true. Even if you don't understand the language or, you know, the translation gets lost a little bit. Yeah, that's true. So, we are going to talk about Thor Ragnarok. You know, like I said, it's one of Marvel's latest, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Marvel Studio latest um, movie. And uh, we're going to have some spoilers, so y'all been warned. So, Trevor, you're going to be doing spoilers. So, if you don't want to listen to this podcast, I guess you need to just not listen to it. Are you talking to me? No, I'm talking to the to audience. Okay, because you're like, Trevor, we're going to do spoilers. Yeah, so... I mean, so, if gonna... you don't want to listen, all right, I'm going to shut my ears while you do the podcast, all right? <laughs> Go. Yeah, so we're going to do some spoilers, so I'm going to let everybody know. So, first of all, Trevor, when I went to see this movie... And I just you know Spider Man Homecoming. I thought oh, that was a great Marvel movie. It's a good Marvel movie. My, what's up with your cat, man? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up with the cat, man? She's a kitten. She likes to get into everything. So I'm so, surprised she's not actually meowing. Like her face was right in the microphone, and usually she likes to meow a lot. So we could have had a special guest appearance. Yeah, what's the cat, the cat name again? Elmina. Elmina. Yeah, she's be on the microphone. She's just sniffing the microphone. That would have been funny. <laughs> so you know um spider-man came out in july and then um thor i couldn't wait to watch thor you know and i'm going into this movie because i'm a, I, I read thor right now mighty thor and everything i read thor's in the past the comic book whatever and stuff like that but when i got into the movie theater and i'm like and i saw the first scene of him just talking to the skeleton. I mean, he was talking. You know, in the like, trailers, yeah, you see he was talking. Yeah, you, know, you didn't know he was talking to, to, to a, skeleton a skeleton yet. They pan over to show who he's talking to. I, know, I knew right then and there, this is going to be hilarious, man. It's going to be full of jokes. And it and it was it was a good mixture of the humor, the Marvel humor, but, you know, but it was a little bit more. It may have had a lot more humor than expected, but that. But I still enjoyed it. It's not like I found it to be a detractor. No. Where it was like, oh, it's just way too much humor and not enough plot. You know, they they still had, you know, a lot of serious and, you know, heavy moments and things like that. Like, you know, Marvel usually does. Yeah, the scene with Odin. But this one was just, yeah, every every other word was, you know, just a funny line or something like that. And I will say this, Chris Hemsworth, the play store, he's, his timing was great. 
Oh, he's 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 great. Um, well, it's always been funny because in the Thor movies, he has to play oh, Thor, serious. Like, serious, you know, god. And it's like the first one was more of like a Shakespearean type thing, and then the second one, the second <sighs> one was a little bit more generic. It was, it was a very generic action movie. Unfortunately, they weren't bad, but you know, Thor always had more of a, a serious tone. You know, um, whereas. The rest of the the Marvel Universe ones were a little bit more comedic, and um, except for the uh, Captain America trilogy, those ones are very yeah more I'm much more serious. serious yeah. Yes, um, but then with this one, it was just kind of like balls to the wall humor, like constant, which seems especially weird for a character like Thor, who's very serious. But but I think the thing is with Chris Hemsworth is what we learned, especially from. Ghostbusters. Yeah, that's right. Ghostbusters. Is that the dude is hilarious. He's got great comedic timing, great comedic skills. And, you know, I think Taika the Waititi, the, um, the director. director, took advantage of that and is like, you know, he's our secret weapon here. He's a really funny guy. Let's let's do it. And, you know, as soon as as soon as I heard that that was the director, I knew it was going to be funny. Cause was, he's, how do you pronounce it again? I, I think it's Taika Waititi or Waititi. something like that. Um yeah, but he did what we do in the shadows. And right. He's done. He's worked with some of the Flight of the Concords guys and things like Which that. Which I think they're hilarious. Some other movies. So it's that type of humor. So it's. So that's I was expecting. <laughs> Yo, that is so funny. I'm just thinking about the scene. He's he was playing spoiler. He was playing Korg, the stone guy. Yes. yes. He said, "Let's go, Doug, right there." <laughs> Another Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait, Doug's dead. <laughs> But um, I really enjoyed it, man. It, like I say, the humor was on point. It was some action, a little bit of drama. It was your typical. It was like more of this Guardian of the Galaxy type of humor. Yes, type. it it definitely fit in with the yeah the Guardians of the Galaxy flavor, where it's yeah it's very much in kind of like outer space. It's more that you know different planets and different you know, um, and then but yeah, very comedic, very you know crazy things going on. So I think that's why I liked it so much. That you know, I like this one probably just below the Guardians of the Galaxy and, movie. Yeah, and that's how I felt leaving the movie theater, man. After watching, like, damn, this is one of my top ten. I mean, probably my top five. To be honest with you, because it was so spot on with the the, the humor and the, uh, the action at the same time. Then it's just the fact that the, the casting they did. Yeah. It, they did some extra casting for this movie. This oh, yeah, movie, yeah. Everybody in the yeah, everybody in the movie was really good. Um, Even Kate Blanchett, man. Kate I Blanchett mean, was really good. But what was funny? Uh, I, I got something to say. Uh, I got to say. Ahead. If I mean, another spoiler, when Thor finally returned to Asgard, and you know Odin is in the Odin sleep, whatever. You know Loki in um, part two, he took um, right. he portrayed as Odin, right? And um. Odin had this play that, you know, we know it's, um, Thor 2, that Loki died in Thor's arm, and the guy who was playing Loki was fucking Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> I was like, right, what? That was, that was, was great. Yeah, that was crazy, because I thought Matt would never, ever do a superhero film, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, Ben Affleck done one, but uh, yeah. Matt Damon, you know, I think he said something about quoting about not doing superhero movies. Well, I think he doesn't want to be a superhero, because yeah. especially the lesson he's learned from playing Jason Bourne yeah. is that you can get easily typecast or you get stuck doing sequel after sequel. But it was so but this hilarious. Is totally different. This is just a cameo where he's playing a part on stage as he's pretending to be Loki in this stage play. But it was so funny. But he was playing Loki. Loki as Odin is watching. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so egotistical. And uh, Thor, Thor brother, Chris Hemsworth's brother was actually playing Thor. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth, Luke, who's also was in, in Westworld. Yeah, yeah, like, he was playing the Thor on stage. And then I, Sam Neill, actually... But, was um, uh, Odin. Odin. Uh, yeah, the stage Odin. Dude, I was cracking up, man. I was laughing like, this is hilarious. Yeah. So that's what kind of com- um, the comedy I was talking about. It yeah, was just... and it's just like every other scene was just that sort of thing. Like, I love the I love the part where um, this, we got, we started on Cate Blanchett. I don't yeah, know how we got sidetracked. But in any case, one of my favorite parts was at near the end where Hulk goes to jump out of the thing and he's like talking to Valkyrie. Oh, right. And he's like... Um, you know, you want to see why you think I'm so familiar? Just watch this. I got this. And then he jumps out of the ship, and you think he's going to land <laughs> to take on uh, Fenri as the Hulk. <laughs> he's still 
really came out and just splats <laughs> on the bridge. <laughs> I laughed so Someone hard. made a um, uh, comment on a line. He did that once before in the, um, the Edward Norton book um, movie. When he pushed him out the helicopter and he uh-huh. fought. They tried to take that cue, but that time he ain't transformed to the Hulk. Right. He just slapped <laughs> and then he gets up and he's like, all right, now let's get this. But. <laughs> so, but back to Kate Blanchard, though, man, I think she did a hell of a job playing Hella. Yeah. You know, and um, she was, she had malice. She was evil. She had humor. Well, yeah, she, well, she was, yeah, she had malice. She was evil. I mean, just like creating weapons and like throwing them and killing everybody. It was like, yeah. damn. Yeah, so. But I, but I loved the part. I mean, the aspect of her was that she was kind of like a CEO at the same time. Cleaning the house. Yeah. She's like, she takes over the thing and she's talking to Scourge. And she's like, what is your vision? What do you see yourself as? You know, it's like acting like, you know, an interviewer or something. Yeah, she was cleaning you know, the house. You need, to, you need to, you know, you can be my executioner. You know, it's like, you know, not just to like execute people, but to execute your vision. <laughs> execute my vision. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there she go again. But the thing, but yeah, it was that was hilarious, man. And the one thing I didn't, I I missed was Lady Sif, and she was not in it. Right, that was um, apparently I was trying to look after the movie. I knew she wasn't going to show up, but I was trying to look up the reasoning. I think it was that the scheduling. Her scheduling with Blind Spot on TV. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that right. Show. That show, yeah. I think her the scheduling wasn't going to work out, so they couldn't get her. And even then, I don't know how much of a role she would have played. Because so they, they just so they just pretended that she was off world on some mission or something like that. But maybe it's good that she wasn't there yeah, because she really cleaned hella. Unfor- unfortunately, yeah, we lost the uh, we lost the Warriors three. Three uh, Valstag, Friend Friendel, Fendrel, I think. Fendrel, yeah, Fendrel, and Holgun, yeah. Uh, he the only he, and, he held up a little longer. Like, yeah, he was the only one. That, well, the other two got you know, blindsided. She just kind of showed up through the bifrost and just, just threw daggers at him. Hell, Zachary was it? Zachary um, Zachary Levi. Levi. He's playing Shazam. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh well, he's not. He left Marvel. Now he's in DC. He is not like he was in <laughs> yeah, very long character movies, anyways. Yeah. But, like, oh goodness. But yeah, that was the that was probably the one thing about the movie that really disappointed me. Was me too. That they killed the the Warriors three off. Um, I, could they have the intricate part in his uh, mythos in the comic books, man? You know right, there's buddies. They're know, buddies, so. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but you have to have some sort of tragedy, you know, and stakes are involved, that sort of thing. So people die. So it's un- it's understandable. It's not like it's gut-wrenching and I hate the movie. Right, because, you know, Marvel, they always say Marvel has a thing of not killing any characters and everything right. like that. Well, they killed three of them. <laughs> right, yeah. and they were kind of minor characters. characters yeah. so, Nothing the majors. Yeah, but... They killed him off. They didn't seem to bring him back. You know, I was thinking at first when she was using the eternal flame to resurrect the the dead or whatever right. that I was like, oh, maybe they're going to use that later and bring them back. But they didn't. So yeah, she raised the dead guys. Yeah. No, they not was, that they not that they came back to their original human form. They still looked like zombie husks. Yeah, <laughs> hence, the, hence she is the um, lady of death. I mean, she she's the goddess of death. Yeah. yeah. So that played a part in it too, but. Um, of course, if we're talking cast, Jeff Goldblum was. You think am- you like Jeff Goldblum? He was amazing. <laughs> but that's typical Jeff Goldblum, is, though. But, but that's why he was so perfect <laughs> for the Grandmaster. For the Grandmaster, he's just like he's got the, he's he's just got the, got that way of talking, you know, and he's it's very calm and just. But you know, he stutters every now and then. But he was he was just great, like all of his lines and everything. You know, when I was watching the movie, I was never ever bored. You know, you have some scenes that is take forever, but it just it was a steady pace. And, oh, yeah. and, and, it, it moved it moved really well, you know, and they always had little humorous scenes or gags or something to kind of, you know, keep you right, keep you invested. So, you yeah. Didn't, yeah, you didn't get bored. And I really didn't get bored. Like I said, you because once they um, Hela took over Asgard, they sent them to Sakaar. Yeah, Sakaar. Sakaar, yeah. And then they did their thing. She did her thing. It was just a nice combination going back and forth. It didn't seem out of place. So it yeah. was like, it was great editing. I'm sorry. It was some great editing. Mm-hmm. But I got a problem, though, you know, when the trailers, and I try to stay away from the trailers. There was, they had to change a lot of things, you know, the hammer part when she grabbed the hammer. Right. And like, in the trailer, she was in, like, a city. Right. And, but they changed that. It was in Norway in the movie. And also, it was another thing that uh, Thor, when he, another spoiler, guys, he lost his eye. 
You know, he... Come on, cat. You want to make sure she doesn't step on anything. All right. All right. Anyway, yeah, your cat is everywhere, dude. Anyway, but, you know, in the trailer, you see he had two eyes and lightnings came, come out of his eye. But, you know, they do a lot of editing. Well, it depends on where they showed it. Because that happened during the arena fight with Hulk. Oh, that's remember? right. And he had both eyes there. Right. So, yeah, it really just remember it. Really you know, when just... Hella took out his eye, and, you know, when he right. was going to get the lightning. Yeah, and at the end, he frost. only had one. But yeah. if they had taken that scene from the, the Coliseum fight, yeah. then it would have been fine. Because he did have both eyes, and he did glow for a little while. Right. But my understanding is with that scene was originally when they went to go, when Thor and Loki went to go find Odin. Right. They went to New York, and they found him as, like, uh, know, like a beggar or something like yeah, that, but yeah. um, all of those scenes were supposed to take place in New York with, with Doctor Strange. Well, I don't even know if Doctor Strange was supposed to show up initially when they were when they were filming those scenes. But then uh, the director decided before they took all the the Doctor Strange sets down to use that and throw Doctor Strange in so he could kind of become part of the larger. Universe, universe, and you know, that which was a smart move, right? Rated, and yeah. it was a very funny scene. He just kept moving around, <laughs> <laughs> throwing Thor off balance. Loki said, "You two bit," he said, two bit wizard," and he just did a gate and yeah. just transformed. Right, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> but then they decided to instead of so all those scenes with Odin talking to Thor and Loki was supposed to be in New York City, right? But they decided to make it Norway with like the nice lush background and everything like that. I think it was so a then smart when, move to do that. So then when Hela showed up, as soon as Odin, spoiler, died, um, because now the seal was unlocked, she showed up right there on the cliffs in Norway. So, of course, that's where it had to go down. Yeah, I think that was a great idea to do that instead of the city. Because we don't want any more collateral damage in the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it, and it was it was kind of a nice thing, especially especially when I heard about it. I was like... Because they kept saying about how Asgard isn't a place, it's, the it's people. people. The people right. And he said, this could be Asgard, but you think New York City is Asgard? No, you know, but the, the lovely, you know, hills where there was nothing but, you know, the, the skyline and the ocean and the, you know, all that, you know, that seems like, an, you know, that seems more like an ideal place. Well, I know in the, in the comic book, um... When Asgard was destroyed from the Ragnarok, all the gods made it, made their way to Oklahoma. Right. In the comic book, you know, they transferred Asgard to Midgard, and, you know, and it was in Oklahoma, which was, by the way, I think one of the best read uh, uh, Thor, the best time in Thor that I was reading. But I think, I think after the end credit, we're not going to see that. <laughs> I don't think. Now, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with the thing. Hopefully, it'll just be the ship itself goes its way, way and then in. Yeah. Thor just kind of takes on um, Thanos, which we believe is Thanos', Thanos. ship. Yeah. yeah, for those who for that at the, at the end, one of the post credits, there's a ship that shows up, and you know, we think it's Thanos yeah, because a huge ship, ship just dwarfs the ship that Thor and the, the Asgardians are in. Yeah, and because then it just kind of stops there. Because indeed, what is it, the um, Disney Expo? They show the clips of it, and they say you see Thor in space. And yeah, just kind of floating, floating over and battered, and then yeah. meets up with the Guardians. Yeah, of the galaxy. so yeah. so with that end credit, that's probably when it happened, right there. Yeah, because the the guess is is that if you watched the movie, you'll notice that when Loki went down uh, into the the chamber with Sutter, all the, the things, um, things to get yeah the um, the crown of Surtur. Surtur, yeah. And the, put it in the eternal flame. He uh, he passes by the cosmic, cosmic cube, cube and he yeah. stops for a second to glance at it and we're pretty sure he, he picked it, it up. Yeah. But that wasn't the beginning of Avengers anyway. That was his goal. He was, um, Thanos gave him this, um, that um, staff. The, that was the mind. The mind right? specter, yeah. right? And he gave him that. He wanted his army to come to Earth and invade. Right. And Loki didn't Fulfill that promise, right? So Loki, I'm thinking, being Loki, probably double cross Thor, got the Tesseract, you know, and he got that, and he's, he's offering to Thanos. I could see Loki doing that. I could, but I would, I would hope that he's over this. I get kind of tired of the going back and forth, especially because. 
Thor has been nothing but nice to Loki. But he learned in this movie. Well, he did. <laughs> but he's always been nice to Loki. He's always treated him as a brother. He's always whatever. You know, they've had their sibling rivalry and their fights, but he's... <laughs> you know, he always gave him the benefit of the doubt. And even when Loki was dead and he was pretending to be Odin, and Thor thought he was talking to Odin, he was saying nice things about how, you know... About how how Loki sacrificed himself and yeah. died with honor and all that, and it's like Loki still acts like a shit and so keeps, and keeps stabbing <laughs> poor Thor in the back. So I find it very funny when Thor made it back to Asgard and Loki perpetrating uh, Odin. He was eating grapes and everything, and and, and he's looking around like, no, nah, this is not it. Yeah, he, the, yeah, he picked it up quick. Yeah, and then he knew, and then but yeah, and then there was that that neat little scene. To get him to the hammer to prove that he was Loki, he throws the hammer in the distance, and he's like, "Remember, it's going to come back to my head no, hand, no matter what. <laughs> if I call it back, even if something's in the way." And then he puts his hand right behind, you know, the Loki Odin's head. Yeah, <laughs> as the hammer comes flying back, he's like, "I yield, I yield," <laughs> and then shows that he's Loki. Yeah, so I mean, hopefully, I, but I'm thinking that he betrayed him again and gave him the cosmic cube, you know. But the thing is this, though, man. At the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, he got the gauntlet. Now, we haven't seen him pick up no other Infinity Stones at all. No, so far he doesn't have, have any. Them. Yeah. So, my thing so, is this. Even, I'm guessing if, uh, Avengers Infinity War is going to be mostly him collecting, collecting the stones. Well, we hope. Or at least the first half of it, because yeah. he's got... Have we? We still haven't found the the last one yet. No, nope. he got yeah, six stones. I think he only he's yeah. We only seen we've only seen five. five. Yeah, so we've seen five stones. So one of the stones was with Doctor Strange. The other ones with the Nova Corps. Um, one was on Asgard. Loki yeah. probably took that. Uh, the collector. The collector has, has one. one. And the other one, and the mind Vision stone is in Vision's Vision, forehead. Four, yeah, that's five. So there's one more. That's five, left. and there's the last one. We don't know where it is. So yeah. So hope, hopefully, we we're hoping that he has. He's searching for them in the Infinity Wars. Hopefully, yeah. He may already have the sixth one. He may have had it the whole time, and that's that's, that's true. So that's why it hasn't shown up. That's true. Well, we'll see, man. We got what about six months? Another six months, I think. It comes in April. Is that one in April? I think it's April and May. Yeah, usually they have they have the May dates, but anyway. okay. I mean, it, it's oh, oh, we got is that the next one or is Black Panther the next Black one? Panther February then? Oh, that's February, that's and right. then you have uh, it might be May. Yeah, you know, because they have two. Yeah, February and May. Then we got um, that's it. Two thousand eighteen. Oh, Ant Man, Ant Man, and Wasp is next year. Isn't it? So that's three. So I'm getting off task. We're talking about Thor, but. Like I said, I really enjoyed it, man. And I, like I said, I was intrigued about it with the in the visual effects, man. I, the visuals were nice. Yeah. It was very colorful, and and the people contrasted to like Jack Kirby, his art like it's coming off a page of one of his books, and I could see that in the way it was made with the aliens, the, the loud colors, and stuff like that. Yes, and um. Even the Hulk, the way the CGI with the Hulk man was an improvement a little bit. You know, he was really green. <laughs> he was really green on it. Oh, yeah, yeah it, it was a major improvement. And, um, I, yeah, the backdrop was pretty good, man. The background and all that stuff, man. Yeah, no, it was, visually it was spectacular. Yeah. I really, yeah, I really liked the look of it. Yeah, it's really, really. It was nice on my eyes. I'm, I'm kind of glad I'm not. I never watched the uh, movie in 3D because I wear glasses. Me adjusting glasses back and forth. I don't like that. But I seen if an IMAX in 3D, I could see it being a, a very good picture mm-hmm. because of the colors and the, the visuals of it and everything. And oh, and speaking of visual, when he actually landed on Sakaar and he was in that chair. And he was going through the scenes and everything. All uh, right, where the Grandmaster was introducing himself, himself via like the speaker system, right? The recording, yeah. So I was reading. Uh, it was an homage to Willy Wonka. It's, it's the to Willy Wonka, Wonka kind of music. Yeah, yeah, music. Yeah, and there was a lot of things in there. Like, damn, if there was a lot of homage to a lot of things in that um, that movie, man. You know, like it was like um, Topaz, the the character. The character that was on Grandmaster's second in command, right? She was actually uh, she was actually a, a, a Malibu comic character that Marvel bought 
They bought Malibu. It was back Malibu Comics a while back right. in the 90s. You remember that? Yeah. Prime and Topaz. That was awful, man. <laughs> yeah. That was awful. But maybe we might see some of the Malibu characters in the Marvel Universe. Who knows? But Prime, I think not, man. He's typical 90s. Muscle yeah. bound guy. <laughs> man boobs. <laughs> so, Rob Liefeld production. Rob Liefeld. <laughs> So all so you enjoyed it. You you will see it again if you had opportunity. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, so you ranked that up there with Guardians. Huh? Yeah, I would rank that up there. Yeah, I went to go see it with my girlfriend Leslie. Um, she's actually she the Thor movies. The first two are like some of her favorite Marvel ones. Right. So she likes the more serious aspects and the Shakespearean and you know oh, that, that sort yeah. of thing. So this one. I think she enjoyed it, but I don't think she liked it quite as much as the other two because it was a lot funnier and she kind of felt like Thor was a little bit of a different character. But I tend to look at that as that he's grown. As he's learned, as he's spent more time with humans, he's become a lot more casual and humorous. I totally agree on that, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. So I think that he, even though he did finally become the king, he was still... He still understood the responsibility, but he was just kind of a little bit more lighthearted about it. He's become more human, but he still got the responsibility. Although he never wanted to be, be the king, king but now have. he's accepted that I have to be the king. That's how it has to be. So I will do it. Um, so now this one feels more like, not like a third movie in the Thor Ragnarok series, but kind of like a new beginning of a Thor series. So that's why it feels very different from the other two that came before. Yeah, I, well, I, I the way I took it is that out of the trilogy, this is right, right for me. It was the best one because, like you said, it was a progression. Each movie, you know, like the first movie, Shakespearean, you know, brothers against brothers and father and brother like that. Your typical tragedy, um, learning your lesson thing, whatever. And your second one was of a, the second movie was more action and just it was just in there. It was just there. Yeah, I yeah. Think- I think the second one, unfortunately, had a little bit of a problem because they went through a couple of directors before they, they finally did. got, I think, Alan Taylor. Yeah, who, Alan Taylor was a director. I don't even know who he is, really. He did a Game of Thrones um, episode. Yeah, so, um, and then there's a Patty Jenkins, who did Wonder Woman, That's was in right. there in between. She was like the second one who was supposed to do it, but then she dropped out because of creative differences, quote-unquote, Um and then I think that's kind of also what pushed Natalie Portman out was that she was already not really wanting to continue being in these movies, but then Patty Jenkins came on board, so she became a little bit reinvigorated with it. But then she left. And then she left, and, and then Alan Taylor showed and up. And I think at that point she was like, uh, this, stuck. "This isn't, yeah. yeah. I have a three three picture contract or whatever, but I guess she didn't do all three. No, no, so no. So that's no. why they kind of wrote her out of this one. Yeah, yeah. I, I asked about Jane. No, I dumped her. Went, no, she, <laughs> she dumped you. No, she dumped, I dumped, dumped her. her. <laughs> it, was, it was actually mutual. <laughs> but yeah, but I think it was just a progression. But this third movie, man, it was like you said that him hanging, Thor hanging around humans, you know, a lot lately. He see the humanity, the the good, the bad, the humorous. And, you know, it, it's. I think it was cool, man, to have him something different. You know, because Thor has always been serious character. Yeah, I've. To be perfectly honest, I mean, I I've always thought Chris Chris Hemsworth is great as Thor, and when the first Thor movie came out, I was kind of like eh, Thor. I'm not a huge fan of Thor because I love Norse mythology on its own. Right. I find it very fascinating, but it just always didn't felt weird trying to fit it in with the rest of the Marvel Universe. We're gods, but our magic is science, and we live in Asgard and on these, you know, all these realms, and it was just kind of a little bit too much of a stretch. But then I saw the movie, and I was like, I like it. They did a good job. I like how it works. But Thor was never really one of my favorites, even then. But isn't that amazing, though? But he's been growing on me, and that's why, and especially with this latest one, where it's like, you know, but the humor and the... He seems more human now. He's just more, he's more down to earth. But is that how it is though? And you know, you read the comic book that this guy he's a god amongst humans. But then again, you have a man who took a super super soldier serum. You know, then you have the Hulk. <laughs> you, then you have a man in the iron suit. Yeah, and then you have an actual god in there. But I think that's a 
kind of cool dynamic once you look at it. Once, once once you look at it and you see how it works and you actually read and if as long as they can make it work, it does. Yeah. And it, you know, and it 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 has always worked well. They've they've always integrated it very nicely with the movies. So I don't have any complaints. It was just before it came out, I was kind of like, eh. But then again, before Guardians came out, I was like, what the fuck are they thinking? Guardians of the Galaxy? That's like the but stupidest I was idea. I was happy. I was stoked because I read the comic right. book. I read the comic books, you know. And I'm like, right. oh, man, they're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy book? I mean, movie? I'm, I, I, I hope it's good. And it was it was yeah. great. But then I started seeing trailers, and I was like, this is the movie I'm most excited for. And then I saw it, and I was like, yeah, it lived up to every expectation. Now, hopefully, the third one, they leave a little up to the expectation that the second one, the first one, everything like that. I, I, I know it will. Yeah. I know it will. But the, the, the great part is about Thor is that, like you said, it it, it dealt with the cosmic side still. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing the Guardians in that cosmic thing. You know, they, they're in the cosmic side and everything. Then it dealt with, with Doctor Strange included, the magical side. Right. All right, so you had two different worlds. You had the cosmic and the magical. I was like, oh, cool. But then again, with Doctor Strange power, it's talking about it from the dark dimension and quantum. I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. That's cool and all. I thought I'd put it on vibrate. Anyway. Way to go. Yeah. Way to be professional yeah. on your own podcast, Amos. Hey, man. You got to keep it organic. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was pretty cool, you know, to see the cosmic side of Thor and everything, you know. And, um, I really, really, like I said, enjoy this movie, man. And as soon as it's in my top, top five Marvel MCU, it's going to replace one of my movies, man. You know, it's going to have to replace one of them. I got to think which one it is. <laughs> yeah. They have, to, they have to really think very hard. Because I love the Captain America movies. Yeah, the Captain America movies I love for their seriousness. And yeah. They're kind of, them along with the Avengers movies are the ones that really move the main plot along. Yeah. The other ones are kind of, I mean, they include a lot of the things because the stones and everything like that, but they're kind of sideshows. Right. It's kind of like when you read the comics and it's like there's the main... The main comics, title for the main The main, main titles event. for the event. Yeah, the And events. then there's all like the ones that tie, tie in. in. All the other movies kind of feel like tie-ins sometimes. Yeah, that's what they were going for, I believe. You know, but, that's the thing. You know, but it, it works, and that's fine. And But, uh, yeah, I do like the Captain America ones for that, is that they kind of keep everything... Grounded. Together. Together, you know, yeah. It's kind of, they're kind of the glue, the cohesion. Yeah, because like you say, it's like you're reading the main event, one of the, like Marvel Love main events. If you got to get the main book, then you got to get the other tiny ass, this and right. that and everything like and that. And Captain America is your stoic guy, so he can be a little bit of a stick in the mud. So you can't make those ones like the, the funny ones you all cannot, the time. You cannot. Know. Those have to be the more serious ones. Cause so that's, that's why you got the Falcon. Right. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's just kind of who Steve, Steve Rogers, Rogers is. He's yeah. very, you know, we got to get the job done. We got to, you know, do the right thing. We got to. And it works for right. uh, And Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is funny. Yeah. He throws in humor and he, you know, he's. Very casual, very yeah. So it it's great the way they do it, but yeah, it, the tone is set with the character, and that's why this one was actually good because you had a character like Thor who is very serious, but they were able to play it in a way that I thought worked organically, that made it so he was a little bit more humorous. He didn't stick to the the seriousness. No, he did, you know. And if, um, the director though, man, to keep you say. Taiko Taiko I keep messing the name up, man. Uh, but he played Korg in a humor, man. The, his humor is so funny. Korg was hilarious because, yeah, he's like the big rock creature, so you expect him to be like super aggressive or whatever. And he's just because, like, yeah. He's just like casual. He, apparently, he he said he... Because um, in the book, it's different. Yeah, he tailored them off of like the Maori bouncers or whatever at nightclubs. Right. Where they're like these big guys, but they're just kind of, hey, casual, hey, what's it going, guy? You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. It's like, yes, yeah, so we're going to start a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the revolution didn't really work, so... <laughs> yeah, he's just very like chill and, hey, what's going on, bro? And Meek, <laughs> and then Meek was Meek, in it, too. Yeah. Man, you know, because Meek in the comic book, he he became he betrayed the betrayed Hulk and um, Planet Hulk. If y'all didn't know, Planet Hulk was a main event in uh, Marvel comics for years back and everything. You know, they shipped Hulk off into space, 
He went to the planet Sakaar. See, that's what I like about it. It meshed them together once right. you think about it. What's interesting is that originally they were going to use the Planet Hulk storyline uh-huh. without Hulk in the movie. That would have been stupid. Which would have been weird, but then yes. they decided to bring him in, which was I think was a great idea, because then you could have Hulk and Thor continue their kind of weird rivalry, <laughs> bromance, whatever it is. So, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, if they did the Planet Hulk, I mean, you cannot do, you can't do a Planet Hulk movie. You cannot do I'm sorry. It's got to be Hulk in it. I'm sorry, man. Well, yeah, you can't do the. It, it helps. It definitely helps to do the Planet Hulk, Planet Hulk storyline with Hulk involved. Um, so I think I think that was good that they did that and then they included him, especially because we haven't seen Hulk in a while. We That's don't right. Know it was two been. years yeah. since Age of Ultron. He, and Thor said it in the movie. He said, "You've been gone for two years." I'm yeah. thinking, you know, and that makes sense. You know, he was looking for the Infinity Stones for the past two years and. And they never explain how he got on that planet, but you see, you see a whole trying to touch the button, and he's flying in the back of the ship and everything, and, and it never he got in a warm a warm hole. Yeah, he must have gotten sucked in somehow. Maybe so, maybe through the devil's anus. Oh man, that's right. I was cracking up when I when he said that yeah. man, the devil's anus. We're flying through the big one over there. <laughs> the, me, the devil's the anus? anus. I didn't know it was called that when I said we were going there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the kind of humor what I'm talking about it was yeah. that kind of humor man well and the thing too about Thor is that even though he is a serious character a lot of times the humor is actually he's playing it straight like when he would tell <laughs> the stories about all the things that Loki did as a child like Oh, one time he turned himself into a snake, and he knows how much I love snakes. So when I picked him up, he suddenly transformed back into himself and stabbed me. <laughs> and he changed me into a frog, yeah, which, by the way, is in yeah. the comic book. Well, all of them, too. <laughs> Apparently, there's the whole Midgar serpent or whatever, and um, and Thor lo- Thor does love snakes in right. the comics, you know. So, yep. so it was a, a nice little call to that. And yeah, and then there's, uh, what what is it, Frog? frog what is his name? No, he turned Thro- into a... Throg or Throg, something yeah. like that. Well, in the comics, there was the, the, the little... He was turned into, into a, a frog, frog at one point, and then there was a frog with the little bit piece of Molnir. <laughs> um, like Frogmir or whatever they called it. So they did a lot of um, research in the so yeah, and little... Easter eggs. You know, Marvel always do Easter eggs yeah. in, um, in their movies. So I'm going to put a rating out there for you. From one through five. Five being the highest... You know, one be the lowest. So, what you rate this? Give it a four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same too. A four point five or four and a half. I'm thinking the same. Yeah, it's hard to give a movie a five, um, or to give anything a five, really. But you know, it was. It kept me entertained. I was laughing the whole time. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, you know, I'd go see it again in a heartbeat. So, so I'd my, give it a four. I'm looking on Facebook. One of my friends said he was very disappointed. I'm like, huh? I said, what? <laughs> Disappointed how? I guess it depends on what you're looking for. You know, like, if you liked the previous Thor movies, like, you know, like my girlfriend does, you know, maybe this one was a bit disappointing because it was too much humor. Uh, so they felt it was a little too different from what they were hoping for. Um, but I think she still liked it because I think she really liked the other Thor movies because of the gratuitous Chris Hemsworth with Showing the muscles, yeah. yeah. And there were scenes like that in this movie still, so. Yeah. You know, because you can't have that in the Avengers. <laughs> That's why she likes the Thor movies. Because <laughs> you didn't quite get as much in the Avengers because everybody had to share screen time. But right. now Thor gets to do his own thing. So, oh, this is how Leslie do so it, huh? shirts come off. Oh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, just making up shit, but I would not doubt it. Yeah, so... That's it for Thor, you know. And I know she's going to be listening right now, so she's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be like, what are you saying? <laughs> so 4.5, four and a half, you know, out of five for me. Like I said, it's one of my, it's going to be in my top five. So I got to replace one movie. I got to figure out. I'm going to write my list down. I don't remember what my top five is anymore. I got to go back and listen to one of my podcasts I did. They keep getting pushed out by all the new Guardians. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> hey. hey we got another one, Black Panther, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. that one, that one will be interesting to see what that one's And like. that's the one I'm saying, there's a, there's a different movie, and, and the way I did describe it is more political. Yeah, the James tone, Bond the tone is definitely going to be different on that one. Yeah, so, Marvel has a formula, but they also have different types of movies. Well, yeah, I mean, it's different. Because it, it's, like, it's almost like different genres, you right. know, and so that's why Captain America Winter Soldier is more like a spy thriller, and you know, 
some of them are just plain action movies and Doctor Strange the, there with the magic. Right, uh, that was a very psychedelic yeah. type, and the Guardians of the Galaxy is very space opera y and so yeah, each one has its own tone and that so they're all a little bit different, but they all keep the the threads and the humor and the whatever that kind of makes them all work as a cohesive whole. Yeah, and that's that's what I get with through all the movie. You know, you gotta have a little bit of humor in there and everything like that. Because you want to make it lighthearted sometimes, not like DC lately. I can't. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're becoming more lighthearted. I watched the, I saw the trailer for I, I Justice did too. League, and there was definitely some funny jokes in there. Yeah, Josh Whedon. Yeah, of course he did the reshoots because the movie was already kind of done. Well, it was almost yeah, it was almost done, um, but then. Um, yeah, Zack Snyder's like daughter. Ah, uh, yeah, like, suicide. She committed suicide. Yeah, which is just tragic. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Zack Snyder, but obviously, I'm not going to use that as a ha ha ha. No, it's yeah. that sucks. It's awful. So I I feel bad for him. So then, yeah, he thought he could push through and keep working on the movie, but then he's just like, no, I need some time to process my grief. So then, understandable. Yeah. yeah. So then Joss Whedon stepped in to finish off the directing and editing. So he may have thrown some humorous elements in there. I, I know he did. If they hadn't been in there before. but yeah. Well, it's not going to be one of our top movies. I'm done. I'm to... still not going to go see it. But... Yeah. <laughs> you know, Brad, you know, shout out to Brad, um, Epic Podcast. He wanted me to do a Justice League podcast with him. So I, I'm, I'm not go see the Justice League. But you, know it's not... you know you're going to go see I, that Because you know, like I did Transforms, man. I had to watch because I <laughs> tore that shit up because I hated it. You watched that movie. You watched Ooh. Batman versus Superman. You oh, watched yeah. all of those Yeah, movies. I watched it with Mark Bagley had it on Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> yeah, I watched it then. Didn't you go see it at like the Dollar Theater or Hell something? Hell no, I did not. I didn't I, see it. No. I thought you did. No, I did. I think I kind of watched it online. Maybe it was one of them that you saw. Yeah. Yeah, but when Mark White got the director's cut, I uh, watched the director's cut. It still sucked. I'm sorry. That's besides the point. We're not talking about DC. We're talking about Marvel right now. But moving on, moving on to another topic. I was telling you today that Disney is in a negotiation with 21st Century. You know, to, um, what are your, what's the cat doing, man? <laughs> apparently, she's trying to eat your pocket. Yo, get out of my pocket, cat. <laughs> Yo, man, your cat got in my pocket. All right. Um, this morning, this morning, I was like, when I got up, uh, I went into the, just was looking at my, looking in the mirror real quick. All I was wearing was like boxers, so I didn't uh, have a shirt on. And sometimes when I'm standing at the, at the sink, for some reason she likes to try and climb me to get on top of the sink. Ah, oh, she jumped right up on my back and no, like dug into my skin of my back Ugh. and just hung on, and I was like, "Oh, damn, Wolverine!" <laughs> I know. I had to like grab her hands and then slowly get all the. See, so yeah, I have like five claw marks on each side of my. Yeah, she's out of my pocket, yeah. man. I, I don't yeah, know if it's all with the cat. The cat. Guys, Trevor's cat's in my pocket. I have no money. I don't know. Yeah. I have nothing in here. But she's wait. an eight-month-old, so she's just kind of into the... everything. But I was looking um, online today that um, I think Disney was in negotiation with 20th Century Fox, you know, 21st Century Fox, I'm sorry, 21st, is it 21st Century Fox or 20th? Uh, they're probably 21st Century Fox now. Yeah. 20th Century is... I'm done over <laughs> it. Yeah, right. So there was in like the negotiations, you know, and... This is goes way back I mean, earlier this year when Stan Lee was talking about would it be cool to have the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, or all the properties come back to Marvel, right? And uh, and he was talking about it, and I never thought about it until today. And I read the article. They was talking about the Marvel, I mean, not Marvel, Fox Studios, the movies, television series, but nothing dealing with the broadcasting of the net news network or any of the sporting things. But would it be nice if they had a negotiation and they finally made a deal with Fox to get those characters back from Fox? It would. But they've been doing, they've tried to do this for years now. They, well, they've been trying, but I'm not sure how I feel. Fantastic Four are fine. If they manage yeah. to get that and finally do something right with them. I'm not a huge Fantastic Four fan to begin with, so I kind of could care less one way or the other. But 
I can see the Fantastic Four being worked into the Marvel well, Cinematic Universe. The X-Men would be a little bit trickier. Um, yeah. I mean, they definitely have to reboot the whole X-Men concept. To. But I don't know if I really want them to mix in. It's kind of like I also don't, like, I pretend the Inhumans don't exist. You know? Oh, God, man. <laughs> it's kind of the same deal. It's like, yeah, just keep them separate. separate. Yeah, yeah. Maybe... Yeah, they do acquire the rights to those characters again. Man, I have to put have to do with the have to do nothing with the Inhumans at all. Well, they should I'll, just not do. Well, nothing. I just say in general, I think they should just give up on the Inhumans. Yeah, it's so. pretty clear now that nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not attempting to watch the show at all. Me neither. No, they should have left the Inhumans alone in the Agents of Shield and been done with it, man. You know, and and it should and humans with the power set they have has been better off as a movie. Well, yeah, except that would have been the one movie I probably would have been like, you know what? I may skip this one because, <laughs> <laughs> quite frankly, I don't give a shit about the Inhumans. I think they're kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, Lockjaw, Black Bolt, Medusa, Crystal, all those guys. I mean. You know, it's just Marvel's way of having another power set like the X Men. Well, they yeah, they wanted they didn't have the X Men, so they wanted to they wanted a group that was similar to the X Men that they and so they tried to cram Which it. Which is crazy because they came before the X Men. Yeah, they was in the books. But, I think they were the first. Right, but they didn't pick up and weren't as hot as the X Men. So obviously there was something there, but. Um, but yeah, they've been trying to cram those those ones down everybody's throats for a while there. You know, they tried to get the comic books going. It's yeah. like, come on, read Inhumans. And people were like, no, I'm not going to. And then they were like, we're going to come out with the movie. And then, no, we don't want the movie. So, okay, fine. We're going to make a TV show. And, and it bombed. Wow, that is awful looking. Oh, we're going to put an IMAX. And that was the thing that didn't make sense is that they decided they were going to do an IMAX movie. But the visuals and the, the costumes and everything was so terrible. It's like IMAX is just putting, yeah, it's like putting a microscope on the flaws and how ugly it looks. It's like, oh, that was short-sighted. It really was. Yeah, it really was short So that didn't help to begin with. And then, yeah, the critical, <laughs> the critics' reviews of that show. Oh, just... man. Rotten Tomatoes, man, I don't think it did 5%, didn't it? I, did, I didn't see what the... Things were, but yeah, it was it was not well received, and it's pretty clear that it's not going to be a season two. Of this <laughs> hey, so go on Amazon and get the first season, complete season, <laughs> when it comes out. I think that's what they said too, didn't they? Like, yeah, uh, they the did. The tagline is like, you know, the season finale, the the series finale, or the complete series. I think the they call it series. something like that. Eight episodes. And that was like before the first episode even came out. It's like they already knew. <laughs> they, yep, they took a loss on that one, buddy. Yeah. It's the crazy part because the showrunner for that show was um, the same show showrunner for Iron Fist. Yeah, the same guy. I think I think they may want to part ways with that the, guy. Yes, I, I forgot his name. I know his last name was Buck. Mm-hmm. Buck, you suck. <laughs> Buck, you suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he doesn't have a good track record. No, so. it does not, man. See, that mom need to cut ties with that you know, guy. I do always find that funny. I was, what was I just reading? I was reading something about the a screenwriter for something. And then they said... But it's not surprising that the the script didn't do very well because this is the same person who wrote like the Transformers Last Night movie and like a couple other really awful movies. And it was like, why do people keep giving this guy a job? <laughs> His name is Scott Buck. That's it's it. Scott Buck. Yeah, you gotta look, Buck, because your shit suck. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I can't deal with it, dude. Two Marvel properties you was given in. They did not do well. And they're the ones that, yeah, have been yeah. the most critically panned. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I watched the entire season, season of Iron Fist, so I'm like, oh. And um, nah, it was not that good. Out of all the uh, Marvel Netflix series, that was the lowest one. Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet, but most people just say it's kind of boring. Stay away from it, man. Yeah. Stay away. Defender was better. And I always say this. Daredevil, season one and two, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, then Defenders. Iron Fist last. But now the Punisher come out um in two weeks. Punisher's coming out soon, yeah. So that might change my mind. Iron Fist still last. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. I, I think at this point Iron Fist is last. I don't <laughs> think anything's gonna <laughs> gonna put it out of that place. No, it isn't, man. So 
that's about it um, for just being in the podcast. You know, like I said, been a while. You know, been a while. So I really enjoyed this podcast, Trevor. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad you came along, man. You know, you and your cat over there. Yeah, I'm glad I came along to my own house. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, (laughs) cat in my pocket, chewing my wires and everything. You know, it's cool. I I like her. Yeah, she's a sweetie. She's (laughs) just troublemaker. (laughs) Troublemaker. So, uh, uh, Trevor, so how can people reach you on your social media? Uh, Well, best place to find me is on Twitter at uh, at Toshiro No Ronin. So that's. And that's it. Yeah, I that's don't, it. I'm not really on those the Instagrams or the you know, the uh, Snapchat, the Pinterest, the Pinterest or the Snapchats. Yeah. yeah, I'm not into that. Uh, okay, and you got a blog too, which you need to be writing. I on. do, which I have not updated since like 2014. Get on your job, man. <laughs> well, I guess I need more topics to write about. If oh, you got that, topics but... to write about, man. Because mostly you write about anime. Oh well, yeah. Like, tell uh, Rage of Bahamas suck. Season 2 really suck. Uh, that's well, another story I'm going to talk about. Like, I don't want to spend all my time writing about something I'm, I thought sucked and that I'm angry about. Because then I'm just going to be, like, finishing it and I'll be like, I'm so angry at everything now. Don't turn into Hulk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Trevor smash! So, people, can, um, on my social media, it's just being Amos on Twitter, Facebook, also, justbeingamers.com, uh, how you go. See all, on Instagram also, see all the pictures and stuff I take and all that stuff. So I hope you guys... Look up with them on Snapchats and... The... No Snapchat, buddy. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Just, just being Amos on Twitter, grinder, Instagram, a... no grinder, Instagram. <laughs> and like I said, my website, justbeingamers.com, and I was also blog on there too, so check it out. I hope you guys enjoyed this great episode we had of Thor Ragnarok with Trevor Dowling and Amos Pace for Just Being Amos Podcast. Peace. Later. Just being an Amos.